0: All right, well, welcome to the Real in Real Estate Podcast. (laughs) Hosted by yours truly, Lindsay Prino, a realtor in Tampa Bay, Florida for this year. (laughs) This year. (laughs) This podcast was created to bring awareness of what real estate agents actually do and some other helpful insights in the industry for the average person. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at St. Pete Real Estate. Also, please rate and review if you like what you hear. If you don't, not my problem. Today we have Josh Goodwin, with Goodwin Mortgage Group on the podcast. Yes, that's success. Your name is in your business name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell us about it. How did you get here?
1: Um, it was just all given to me. I didn't work for anything. <laughs> it was really great. No, I'm kidding. Um, Daddy and mommy <laughs> gave it to yeah. you.
0: No, but your parents were super successful. So you were around that success mentality. I guess mentality. Was a, a
1: product of that environment, right? And it's Gosh, actually pretty interesting. Yeah, it's you know, everyone's got their story and we all have friends that were given a ton of money and they end up doing nothing with it. But mm-hmm. they didn't give me anything to start my business. I did that on my own. But, you know, it's funny. My, you know, everyone looks up to their dad, right? I mean, the breadwinner. My mom was the breadwinner. So my dad, so I was born in England.
0: It's a mommy situation. Yeah,
1: exactly. A lot of a lot to unpack there. Freudian. <laughs> yeah, Freudian slip. So I moved to the States when I was four and before you know my mom had gone to england and my parents had me she was on wall street so before women were on wall street and then she came back and rebuilt everything cuz she gave it all up so long story short you know everyone's like yeah i want to be just like my dad i'm like well i got big shoes to fill in their lady shoes so mm-hmm. that's always just been ingrained in me is to do the best that you can no matter what the situation is um,
0: which i love why mortgage why lending
1: i got into it by mistake yeah, so I was interning at UBS Financial when I was at University of Tampa. and um, Oh,
0: right, right. It's all coming back to me. Mm-hmm. I remember this Maybe conversation. We forgot from. our conversation. <laughs> unbelievable.
1: So I, uh, I wasn't I'm that important. I'm just so vain. I only <laughs> care about <myself. laughs> Um So I was interning there, and they're like, hey, you need two years of sales experience before we'll bring you on as an advisor. And uh, I went to a career fair at the University of Tampa, and this guy's like, hey, do you want to do mortgages? I was like, is it sales? He's like, yeah, I'm like, okay, let's do it. And long story short, I just really advanced my career pretty quickly. Um, That first job was a call center and it wasn't my thing. It was Uh horrible. But uh, I remember I was on the phone with this client. I was nervous. I didn't even want to pick up the phone. It was like my first call. And um, we've all been there. We've all been there sometimes still there, but I picked up this phone. I had this call and this guy, it was like a scene from a movie like Wolf of Wall Street. They're like, how do you do that? And he tapped me on my shoulder. He's like, how did you do that? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, how did you speak like that? I was like, I just had empathy. I cared about their situation. And I like to connect with people. This is what I love to do. Mm -hmm. I like to understand how people tick. And more importantly, how I can help them, which in turn helps me. So it's a win-win. And that's something great about our industry is, you know, yours and mine. You're actually helping people accomplish something that is great you know you're not selling oxycontin to uh, a ton of people <laughs> through pharmacies and... have
0: you watched that netflix show
1: insane god insane that
0: gives me anxiety within seconds mm. because of how they because lead you miss up out on
1: that opportunity to make all oh, that money yeah well
0: <laughs> obviously that <laughs> but when i go deep deep down it's like they build up that scene to someone getting hurt it's brutal brutal the guy that <laughs> fell off the tractor yeah it's not coming yep ugh.
1: Yeah, I don't like that. I didn't do a do of blood. I don't.
0: Yeah, but the money, though?
1: I mean, come on. Yeah. Come on.
0: What are they doing now?
1: Those guys? Yeah. Probably not much.
0: At least you and I get to help people make money, mm-hmm. right, and see, like, the payoff and the reward. Yeah,
1: I mean, what about that deal we just did?
0: Okay, first of all, <laughs> I'm glad you brought this up. <laughs> <laughs> Josh saved a deal. Um, that's only why he's on. Uh, yeah. Just kidding. No, I'm going to work with him going forward because one because this like what you're seeing here and how he's talking to you this is josh all the time like super humble he's just a good person to be around and like his family he his mom he was surrounded by success you just want to be surrounded by him because of your nature i remember the first time we met i'm very animated in a sense like not different personality sometimes yeah but just very animated and you're just very Cool, calm, collected at all times. Yeah, which is fine. It's good. You're just the same person throughout. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, okay, is he going to loosen up a little bit? No, this is you. Like you are yourself, one hundred and ten percent.
1: Yeah, it can be to a detriment. So it's either people. So when they first meet me. I think
0: cool, calm, and collected, rather than like outrageous. super manic or. <laughs> I mean, depending super on the
1: <laughs> day, <laughs> we all have anxiety that that oh, kicks yeah. in, but uh,
0: but you're professional. Like by far.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's one of the things that got me really far in my career in the beginning was my ability to speak to somebody 20 years my senior mm-hmm. and, you know, a guy that's bought 15 homes and talk about how the bond market correlates with why rates are where they are right now. Yeah. And then first time homebuyers explain them to what, you know, a down payment is. It's, right.
0: And that's being a true expert yeah. by far, right? Or a genius. That. <laughs> genius. So to I speak. mean,
1: I'd like to think I'm a genius, but not really. I put my pants on one leg at a time, you know?
0: I've heard the quote, if you can explain something, right, to what you were talking about, one extreme, and then also explain that concept to an elementary school kid and they understand it, you're a genius. You're an expert in your field. But <laughs> enough of that yeah, before his head gets my head too, too big. <laughs> <laughs> he um this deal was insane. It was I I'll give you a little rundown of it, but I was supporting both sides, both the seller and the buyer, on the deal. And it was really a situation where my buyers were interested in living in a particular particular neighborhood and we put an offer in and this was almost a year ago now. Where, really? It was that long? I think so. Yeah. About oh it really was.
1: Oh my god! Well, that's a true testament we're in to you, though. I mean, sticking with that for a year.
0: Oh gosh. Seven, eight months. We're with our clients sometimes. It's like mm-hmm. we become part of the family. So. Anyway, they put in an offer and they were financing and what we know is very common over the last one to two years in Tampa Bay is a cash offer came in, they got kicked out. Yep. What's really funny too, is it was about 15K lower than their finance offer, but it was cash and cash is king. Um, They really liked the neighborhood. So I picked up the phone and Colts called the entire neighborhood and got all the phone numbers, um, texts, calls, emails, just saying... Hey, I have two buyers that are, you know, having a baby come September and they would really love to be in this neighborhood. If you're interested in selling or have thought about it, let me know. Let's have a conversation. You're not tied, you know, you're Mm -hmm. not tied to me in any way, shape or form, but let's talk about it. Well, it ended up working. So that seller was obviously thinking about selling and purchasing something new because I already had a buyer brought to the table. Yeah. Well, when interest rates rose, (laughs) I was on the phone with Josh and this was a situation too, where I had connected them with three different people. Um, I had recently joined a team where that team mainly used Josh for their financing deals and three lenders and my buyers still couldn't find a situation that they were comfortable with. They have the second baby on the way. What do we do? This is a big jump in, in payment, right, Money, over, money's
1: the, tight. over the course yeah. of 30
0: years. Um, and there's another aspect I want to get into with how that rate changes, like, from month to month if you have a big jump. Cause and we some can people, get into that,
1: and I want to interrupt you real quick. Oh, yeah. Just to say, in this market right now, you truly need an expert, and what you did, cold calling on prospective homes to find, you know, someone that's willing to sell. hmm That needs to be done and you're one of few that do that and that's why you're you're successful in what you do There's a lot of people that aren't unwilling to do that. So when they say yeah, you know My cousin just got into real estate and I'm gonna use him to represent me for those listening right now Don't take this personally bad idea. You need somebody with experience You need somebody that has drive that is willing to do those things that others aren't because that is what it takes to get deals Done in this market right now because there's more inventory lately than we've had but that inventory isn't choice inventory. Right. There's still extra work that needs to get
0: in. So continue. Thank you. Appreciate you saying that. It's, if you haven't been it's not in- not just because
1: uh, I'm on the show. I'm being honest.
0: <laughs> I paid him.
1: <laughs> when you've
0: been in corporate America and you have to make cold calls, I think the transition into this real estate industry is a lot smoother than-
1: Yeah, you don't have that fear. Most
0: people. Oh, I have a fear every day. I pick up the phone. Do you really? <laughs> yes. Still? The shit people say- like I have yeah. screenshots of text messages. That <laughs> you got to
1: let it roll off your back.
0: Honestly, I'm going to create a reel about it though. Like these are all the things that were said to me in the last six months. Yeah. But you... anywho, they had already been with three different lenders and introducing them to Josh. What he was willing to do was just go, we're not going to get into the details of it because everyone's going to be like, Josh, do it for yeah. me. Do it for me. Let's not. Um, I'm going to tell them now. Go ahead. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> But what he did was so incredible, didn't benefit him at all, like at all. And he still chose to do it. I had never worked with him before. And it was something to me where I'm like, gosh, this is why I love business, right? Just black and white, working with people, trying to get a win-win situation, doing something that nobody else can do, like going to sleep at night, regardless of what happens. Like that was something That you and I experienced together that was like, okay, shit, this is why we do what we do. Correct. And then being able to send you the picture of them at closing day, they had their baby on September 11th. Which is awesome. Um, and just seeing that come full circle is like, is the why. Yeah. And then also having this podcast too, what we're going to get into today, just bringing insight into the market and not trying to sugarcoat it, I think is scary as shit because (laughs) we're going to get into some some things that I don't think a lot of real estate agents are talking about, but let's like
1: just dive in.
0: Yeah. Like talk to us about your 2% interest rate that you're offering. Yeah, it's,
1: it's it's a really good program. <laughs> and then I wake <laughs> up from my dream and we realize that rates are 7%. But yeah, tell
0: um, us. when someone asks you, it's probably a good, good lead in when yeah. someone asks you what's going on in the market, what obviously loaded question when it comes to a lender real estate yeah. agent or like what are you talking about but at the end of the day what are people talking about
1: yeah I mean and that's it's an interesting question right because we're in the business of selling homes and doing mortgages mm-hmm. so when somebody asks you know what's going on everything's great it's wonderful I'm smiling right now it's really really great but what I might my, my first response mm-hmm. to that is what do you mean And I had, and it's a good way for, for you to really understand what your clients are thinking and in this business. And especially at a time like this, where it's not just like, Hey, you write 30 offers like it was in 2021. Um, but even before that 2017, 18, 19, you know, we weren't having these conversations rates were 4%, um, went up to fives. That's when they shot down shortly after that. But, you know, we're dealing with a lot of stressors, you know, there's, Citibank is laying off 5,000 people. I mean, you were in the tech industry before they did mass layoffs and that was even last year. So a lot of different industries are taking beatings. So I always like to ask my clients, what do you mean by that? Mm -hmm. What what do you mean what's going on in the market? Then they tell me, well, you know, what are interest rates and what do you see that they're going to do? Right? So as we discussed earlier before we got on the show, I tell clients, hey, we're not going to discuss interest rates right now. You know, this is a blanket of where they are, but Let's go over and see what you're approved for, mm-hmm. and more importantly, let's focus on monthly payments, right? So the, the big indicator for me is, you know, gauging what someone's comfort is with the payments. Because right now, let's be honest, the market is up and down. It comes in waves of busy, and then it's slow. People are worried, and you know, we discussed this. People are buying because they're relocating, marriage, death, divorce, it's always been that. Mm-hmm. And then you have your people that are just buying right now because they want to get out of their apartment, rents have increased and they've saved up enough money to do it, or they heard about a down payment assistance program that allows them to do it. So you've got your first time home buyers, you've got somebody that's in a home that I speak to all the time, hey, I've got a 3%, but we really want to get into another home, the rates are 7%, 8%, what does that mean for us? And then you've got your buyers that just don't care, Mm -hmm. right? When someone's buying a $15 million home, not much is really gonna change that for them. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they're typically a cash transaction, it's very easy.
0: And luxury is a whole nother ball game.
1: Completely different ball game. It's it's a great market to be in. I like those waters. We do a lot of jumbo loans, but the more rewarding ones are the closing that we had. Mm-hmm. I enjoy those. I like the ones that are a little more difficult because it's keeps me sharp. Yeah. But you know, I, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. The market is. You know, there's a lot that's going to happen over the next two years. You know, we were told over a year ago that rates were going to drop. They're not. Mortgage companies are hemorrhaging money right now. Some that you think would be buying companies in the next six months, mm-hmm. they will have for sale signs up. And that's scary.
0: You know what I do appreciate, though, about people asking us? It's like they're not just assuming they already know what's going on with the real estate industry. Oh, well, some
1: are like that still.
0: Absolutely. I, I, some I, are. I, I do love
1: those conversations they're like that rates too high. I'm like, really?
0: Honestly. What,
1: what do you think rates are?
0: But also 30 years ago. What was the rate correct? I mean pretty much what it was right now. Yeah.
1: I mean or higher. So
0: and then in the 70s when inflation was we're talking what upwards of 20% Mm -hmm. where it's what is it right now like under 10 or about Mm -hmm. 10. Let's talk about the 70s (laughs) when inflation was like two times as much and people were still buying homes regardless at the end of the day like like you said those factors people have to buy people have to sell they're relocating life happens. But when we're talking about this industry and we've gone from, right, a 3% or 4% rate yep. to now above seven, we're still above seven, yes?
1: Yeah. I mean. What is the
0: difference in monthly payment so that someone understands, right? Because they look at the, people are freaking out just because they freak out.
1: Correct. Because they're just, hearing everything they see on Instagram, TikTok, whatever it is. You know, Mark
0: is falling apart. Those videos really grind my kids. They do. Some of them are pretty
1: funny, but. They are. Yeah, yeah, not for us. Though. I, I, I will say this, though, in in that defense, comparing that time frame when inflation was 20 percent to now, mm-hmm. um, there's one key difference. So our interest rates, what, two years ago were three mm-hmm. percent. How they've increased so drastically so quickly, that is a big factor of this. Absolutely. Because it's like, whoa, where did this come from? That's a lot to adjust people aren't making any more money right now things are more expensive so not only are we combating inflation Mm -hmm. people are losing their jobs there's less money to go around people are not getting the pay raises that they either think they deserve or they should be getting right because companies are having to you know get ready for what is about to come in the next 12 to 15 months right um and you can you know i was having this conversation on my way up here you can't have all this manipulation and increase in rate and not expect for there to be turbulence after that. So it's not like, Hey, they raise rates today and it affects us. today. No, they raise rates today. And then we feel that effect three to six months from now. Um, but to get back to your, your what do you qu-
0: mean by that? way? What do you mean? Like we feel the effect. This is
1: the best way to explain it. Right. You know, the game we used to play as a kid telephone. Yeah. If there was four of us in a line and I start off by saying, you know, Lindsay likes apples by the time it gets to that fourth person.
0: Lindsay hates apples. (laughs) No, it'll probably still be (laughs) Lindsay
1: likes apples. But when you have 70 people in a line Mm. at the end of it, it's like, uh, your name's gone. And it's, you know, Brian, Brian hates the color green because he ate a banana. You're like, what? Right. What does that even mean? So it takes time. You can't make an adjustment for a whole market to experience on rates and think it's going to take effect immediately. It takes time to build that up. Um,
0: so what are you saying? What goes up must come down and in- you're not talking about the rate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it's cyclical. I mean, these, these are moves. This is just an unprecedented move. I mean, so during this time, because I've been in the industry 10 years, I like to talk to people that have been in it before me and a lot of the veterans that I speak to you know that have been doing this for 30 years a lot of them have said to me I would take 2008 over this Mm -hmm. because it was just one day done yeah everything was done we've had a slow bleed I've been feeling this for 16 months last May was when it changed for us and production started to really decrease and we started noticing it um,
0: I got in the market at the right time. Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, it's funny you say that I though. mean,
0: I still said good last it's, month. It's, so.
1: You know, I sense the sarcasm with you, but you know, a lot of good companies are built in times like this. Mm-hmm. So for me right now, it's just capturing market share. A lot of people are getting out of the business providing to, you know, give good service, be a positive light be good energy for people. Yeah. And that's all you can do. But to, to really add to it, I mean, yeah, we're heading some strange, unforeseen times. Everyone's crystal ball is as clear as the next person. Mm-hmm. Nothing makes sense on any of the markers, right? We've got inverted curves right now that indicate a recession is coming, but then there's articles that come out that say it's going to be a soft landing. I don't believe that. I don't believe it's going to be a soft landing. Um I believe it's going to be difficult, but You know, when it comes to purchasing real estate and investing in real estate, whether you're buying an investment property or you're buying a primary residence, it's an investment. Uh Now, we're not going to see the values of appreciation that we were seeing. We are still seeing some appreciation in certain areas, and then it's plateauing or decreasing in other areas. Uh Um, I think in the immediate area for us in Tampa, South Tampa, where I live, T- you know st pete downtown st pete i mean there's an influx of people still moving here right and it's keeping values elevated um now you do see some listings sitting but there's a reason for it whether it's price or location um but it's a scary time i'm excited for it <laughs> <laughs> it's i i'm 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 odd like that i mean i'm scared it, <laughs> what he said. It, It's. It's exciting because there's opportunity for growth. Like, so for example, you know, I have a client right now who wants to purchase a primary residence. First time or? um, They have a house that they're selling. Okay. um, But they only bought it two years ago. So there's not a massive amount of equity in it.
0: And do they have a real estate agent?
1: They don't. Otherwise, it would be with you. Um, (laughs) 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 The sales pitch. So.
0: I always got to ask, always be selling,
1: always be selling. So the first thing they said to me was, you know, we don't like, you know, where are rates? And I told them where rates were and they're like, that's a big difference. I'm like, okay, well let's break this down. And you and I discussed this. There's the payment you want. Yep. There's the payment that you can afford Mm -hmm. that you want to afford as a max. And then there's the payment that you can actually go to that you don't realize you can go to without it affecting your life. So our main focus At my company and what we do, we don't want to, you know, I hate the term house poor, but we want to make sure that this doesn't affect our clients' financial well-being. So I really truly believe that if you can purchase a home as a primary, you've got a secure job, you have savings. If you can afford the payment, this is a time in history right now where rates are high, very high. Uh They moved up very quickly. They will come down. They have to. It's just a matter of when. They can't keep them up this high. Um, I mean, when you can get 5% in a high-yield savings account, I mean, when's the last time we had that? Right. It's insane, which I'm taking full advantage of right now. Um, (laughs) But if you can afford the payments to purchase a home... I still truly think it is a good time to buy because if you're going to live in it, you know, and an article just came out, the average time that someone's going to spend in a home it used to be five to seven years, it's now gone to 13.2 years. So if you can afford those payments and you don't over leverage yourself, Mm -hmm. do it. It's a good time to buy. Now, should
0: somebody do that with the mindset to refinance or is that healthy?
1: Is it healthy?
0: Like for their financial situation or for anyone in general. This is
1: where it's healthy, right?
0: I can almost afford this payment or I can just about afford it. Right. Like those three buckets you have. And then they're thinking, okay, well maybe in two to three years I can refinance. Correct. I'll be okay. So
1: I tell clients do not bank on things. Maybe rates stay this high for three, four years. Who knows? So I tell them, make your decision based on your financial situation right now Mm -hmm. and what you think it's going to be in the future, not a raise, but if you stay at the same level of pay, can you still go on your vacations? Can you do what you want to do? Mm -hmm. Um, don't bank on rates coming down. That's why you're gonna just like, Oh, I can afford this payment for six months. I'm going to take a chance. Right. Not a good idea. So we have programs to counter that, you know, a two, one buy down, for example, if somebody gets seller concessions. So let's say the rate's seven percent on a two, one buy down. What that means is for the first year, your rate is 2% lower. The next year it's 1% lower than the third and remaining. If it's a 30 or 27 years are that note rate. Mm-hmm. So that gives you a cushion and you know, we're all believing that rate should be dropping within that two year period, you know, then that gives you more of a, a warm feeling. But, and I also tell them, let's focus on what the actual rate is on that third year right. and remaining 27 years. Can you handle that? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is yes, then let's move forward.
0: And let's break down the seller concessions too, because I feel like a lot of real estate agents should be doing this. If mm-hmm. they're well educated, they talk to their lenders frequently. You can either take 10K off of the purchase price mm-hmm. or Ask for 10k in seller concessions. Which that 10k, if you know anything about lending or mortgage rates, whatever, going to try to break it down even further. But if you go to your lender and they're like, "Hey, the rates," you know, they tell you the rate seven percent based on all these factors. Rate seven percent. Well, you can also give money to buy down that rate mm-hmm. with points. Correct. Right. So typically for a half a percentage, how much is?
1: Depends on the day. I love that question. Depends on the loan Uh, amount. Depends on the day. Just
0: give me a number for my example. So Let's (laughs)
1: say half a million dollar loan. So one percentage point of that would be 5,000.
0: Okay. Right. Right. So So that 10 grand you can actually use, right? Instead of getting it off the purchase price to give to your lender, so to speak. And that's not... It's all done at Yeah, it doesn't time. go to me. I wish
1: it did. Right. That'd, that'd be great. But you can
0: essentially put that credit towards...
1: Buying down the rate, yes. Buying down the rate. So with just spending money to buy down a rate for a fixed without that 2-1 buy down, I haven't been advising people on it because if rates are going to refinance in a year, you just burn that money. You're not going to get that Burned back. It. yeah. Because there's a recoupment period. If I spend this much money to get a lower rate mm-hmm. based on the monthly savings between the par rate and that rate, How long will it take me to break even on that money I just spent? So to back to what you said, yes, do not get 10,000 off the purchase price. Now if you're paying cash, 10,000 off the purchase price is 10,000 less out of your pocket. But on a mortgage, 10 grand over 30 years, the rule of thumb is for every thousand you take off, it saves you $5. So $50 on 10 grand when we could buy your rate down and save you 150. It makes way more sense so for those that are gridlocked right now I'm like oh my god there's no other option for me i don't want a seven percent rate mm-hmm. talk to me call your lender call anybody what are my options right i don't want you to pull my credit but why don't you tell me what my options are
0: and nobody does that it is so no. interesting to me coming into this industry and how people are so afraid to have conversations What's obviously the fear of the like yeah fear of the unknown but Like you and I have had conversations, some people that I work with, like whether you're female or male or, you know, you just have this like idea that you don't want to look stupid, Mm -hmm. right? So we're afraid to ask questions that we think that we should. And it's okay. Like you're, you're not supposed to know everything about the home buying process. You're just not, it's not your industry. You don't feel like you have to, but I do feel like if people knew there were and there's another genuine person out there that they can have a conversation with that's not going to judge them that's not going to try to sell them on things like no strings attached guys yeah. go call up a lender simply say please don't pull my credit but can we check out my financial situation yeah, yeah right? I, did,
1: I did one last night there was um a realtor relocating from i forget which state it was and the loan's going in her husband's name she's like hey i don't want to pull credit can we go over some options? I'm like, yeah, what well, yeah. your debts are Well, we're paying everything off? Great. Okay. What's income? Mm-hmm. Um, and gave her a baseline of what she could do. So, and the first thing we say to all our clients every time we get on the phone with them is a couple things. One, during this transaction, we want to exceed your expectations. Mm-hmm. So, if your expectations are not exceeded, we love constructive criticism. We want to hear it because we want to make it better for you. Two, there are no dumb questions, ask away. That's and, lie, and, and people feel,
0: <laughs> I, I know that you get off the phone and they're like, that was a dumb question. <laughs> honestly,
1: honestly, I, I'd love I think
0: to, I've had a few. I've talked I, to you. I have.
1: Yes. I, I mean, we all have, but my big thing is in the way I look at it, right? Whether it's good feedback, bad feedback or a silly question or a smart question, perceptions, reality. So if that's their perception. It becomes their reality, and I make it my reality. How can I alter that to make their life a little bit easier? Mm-hmm. And there's nothing better than, like, for example, I had a call last night before I got to the gym. And, uh, you know, I just had to throw that in there, you Flex. know, going to the gym. Flex. <laughs> <laughs> so I got off the phone with her, and she spoke to one of my staff, and she couldn't quite understand points on the 2-1 buy-down. And I went over it with her, and she, like, let out this, like, sigh of relief. And she's like man oh god that just you know thank you for going over that with me hearing that Mm -hmm. dude you've won when you can do that for people right especially at a time like this when tensions are high there's a lot of uncertainty and and the deals we're dealing with right now they've got you know me example a lot of hair on them they're 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 tricky Mm -hmm. when you can make someone's life a little bit easier doing that That is what it's all about, and especially in the market that we're in right now, because the news is so up and down. It's, hey, it's a great time to buy. Oh, my God. No, it's not. It's, you know, wherever you get your news from, trust me, I've been on news stations. I've been interviewed. I happen to know what I'm talking about. Otherwise, I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that write articles where I read it. I'm like, what are you even talking about? That doesn't make any
0: sense. So there's an Instagram account I'm thinking of, I'm not going to throw them under the bus, but <laughs> like a lot of these videos that are talking about all like rates, what the market's like, and it's just, it's misinformation. It makes our job a lot harder, yes. right? Cause people are coming in with that bias already. Correct. So, and that was when we were talking about, I'm like, all right, Josh, this is my outline. These are some questions I want to talk about. And you're <laughs> like, well, reality is, and I'm yeah. like, okay let's give reality yeah. a check then. Right. And like, let's talk about what's what's actually happening. Yeah. So give us more insight on what you think is to come and what's, what's happening right now. Like <sighs> straight up. Tell us.
1: Nobody really knows. And anyone that says they have a definitive answer on it, mm-hmm. they know something I don't. Chances are they're just taking a wild assumption as to what they see. So, People determine what's going on in the markets by data. None of the data is correlating. So to, to use an example of that...
0: But if someone were to buy, be buying last year as opposed to this year, would you say, yeah, now is a good time to buy?
1: I think it is always a good time to buy if you can afford it. Now, compared to last year to this year, yeah, rates are much higher than they were last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so on that aspect alone, I mean... Would I buy an investment property right now? No. Okay. I personally wouldn't. Rents are starting to decrease in certain areas, right? There's
0: Or they're giving a one or two months free. There's I've some been vacancies.
1: Seeing. So one of the big topics, and this could be a whole other podcast, Airbnbs. I mean, in certain areas, they're down 52%. Mm-hmm. I know people that are down on their Airbnbs. You know, so you get a lot of people that had an interest rate of 2%, bought a new property and they Airbnb'd their last one out. A lot of that is changing. Right. If you have all the knowledge, the financial backing to purchase a home, it is still a good time. But if you don't and you're just doing it to do it and you don't have a plan for your finances or what that's going to look like if you get laid off. So I look at everything as an 08 scenario, any investment that I buy, any business venture that I go into. If in 2008 when, you know, and I wasn't in the business then, but you know, I know a lot of people that were, if the market just completely turns on its head, values drop on properties, am I still going to be okay? If I lost my job, do I have enough money saved up to where I'm going to make my payments? If the answer is yes, and I can answer yes to all those questions, I move forward. Mm-hmm. So we've been giving our clients, you know, step by step, let's go through these things. Are you comfortable after everything I just reviewed with you? Yes, I am. Okay, well, let's move forward. Let's do it. Then it makes sense. It, it, it has to be educated, right? And, you know, I, it, it it's very frustrating Because I, you know, I get clients that get phone calls from, you know, there's something going around and hopefully it's coming to an end soon. When somebody has their credit pulled, Mm -hmm. there's a good chance that the credit bureau will sell their information because when you pull credit, you have to mark why you're pulling it. They will sell that to call centers Mm -hmm. on mortgage companies and people get blown up. And I've had calls from clients and they're like, this other mortgage company called me. Um, They told me that they're our biggest competitor. And I was like, great, don't know them. Mm-hmm. Um, never heard of them, but they're like, yeah, they can get me a 6% rate. Meanwhile, rates are seven. I'm like, well, let me explain it to you what that means. There's going to be a cost that they're not telling you. So I said, if I told you when we're at a traffic light, when it's red, that means go, you're going to look at me and say, you're crazy. What you just told me, I'm looking at you and saying they're crazy. Mm-hmm. There is a cost that's hidden with that. And they're like, no, they promised me there isn't. I was like, well, then they're not making any money and they're doing this for nonprofit. And, uh, in that case. I'm going to get a job application, close my company down, and go work there. <laughs> because I'd still be doing 70 loans a month if that was the case. Um, so it, it's a lot of combating misinformation uh-huh. and wrong explanations on things. And that's a big piece of my business right now. So, yeah, I don't know what the future is going to look like. It What's happening right now with rates, I remember earlier in my career, I wouldn't lock a loan till the end of the contracts. And that was just lack of experience and process, but the market didn't move much. If it moved an eighth of a point from like 4.5 to Mm 4.65, maybe.
0: And you have to pay to lock, right? You don't
1: pay up front if you want to pay points, all done at closing. So depending on the the lock period, right? If it's a 43 day lock, which most lenders are 30 days, my 30 days of 43, so we have 13 extra days. But the longer the lock period, the more expensive that rate becomes or the higher rate you take. But back to my point, interest rates are moving what would typically happen within a two-month period. They're moving intradayly that much. It could change a quarter of a point. It could change a half a point from one day to the next. So,
0: That's like cryptocurrency.
1: Yeah, it's insane. So when people say, you know, what's going to happen? We don't know because nothing's correlating. No data is lining up with what's taking place right now. Mm -hmm. You know, the CPI data came out. And there was one bad marker on it that the month over month inflation went up when it was supposed to go down. Wasn't a massive amount, but it went up and we're supposed to be trending down year over year is still the same, obviously, because it's not another year. But the month over month went up. I was like, oh, my God, the bond market's going to take a tank. And that's what our rates are correlated on. And it rallied the next day. Absolutely tanked. (laughs) Absolutely tanked. Rates got worse. Things increase. Oh, my gosh. So it, it's it's a roller coaster right now. So it's
0: not... So you some, would say a rule of thumb is to always look or correlate your data with the bond market.
1: And it doesn't correlate. It does not correlate right now. So what it is, it's just constant communication with our clients. Hey, this is what rates are looking like today, tomorrow. Right, because it was surprising
0: Thursday. for some of my buyers before they were working with you when they got a specific rate by the time they closed on a property. Because it doesn't... It's not like... Josh, Mm -hmm. can you get me a mortgage? This is your rate. And then they get the house of their dreams. Like that doesn't always happen in real estate. Um, especially in a popular market like Tampa Bay, you, you see a few offers on a house. Um, they were surprised that when they got that and they finally closed, say two, three months later, they had to get a new pre-approval letter, which is standard, but that pre-approval letter wasn't mimicking the rate that they got two months ago. So, and
1: people find that hard to believe because they don't do this every day. They're like, what do you mean that rates? You already
0: told me it was this, like, correct. Now I have to buy it for this and it's not you. It's
1: not me. It's the market, but it all goes into the explanation. A Mm -hmm. lot of people do not explain that. So what we do with our clients is I pad the rate. I'll add half a point in there and say, Hey, this is not what it is. You're actually lower, but I'm giving you worst case based on this property in case the market moves within the couple of days it takes you to get that under contract. Okay. And people love that. They, they appreciate that, but it's, you know, in this business or any business really, but especially in times of despair, you need to have a process of high level communication Mm -hmm. that you can explain to everybody and set safeguards for yourself.
0: What's one thing that you wish real estate agents would do to make your job a little bit easier? What's something I can do, Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. Honestly, just high levels of communication and competence. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very fortunate that the people that I work with, I call friends, right? So I tell everybody I've told you, if there's anything I can do better, I want to hear about it. You're not going to offend you, me.
0: He actually has. And that
1: and, that's, and that's the only, so, and this is a sidebar. If someone, if I had two options and someone was going to give me good feedback... Or tell me what a great job I did or give me criticism Mm -hmm. I take the criticism every day day, yeah because that means they care about you and they want to see you do well Um, and I live and die by that so for the real estate agents out there that I do business with, or any new ones that we do business with high levels of communication we're a team Mm -hmm. I'm here you know to represent you so when you refer me a client I take that very seriously you're trusting me with your reputation and honestly, you're living your paycheck. Yep. So we don't take that lightly. Um, but back to your question of what real estate agents can do. Just keep on doing what you're doing. We have the safeguards and we follow up with our clients that are pre-approved weekly. We give you updates. So when you're busy, you know, drumming down this business and there's a client that you've had pre-approved for six months or a year, mm-hmm. like the one we just closed, mm-hmm. we're keeping you updated so that. You may have forgotten about them. Well, not forgotten about them, but they're not on your top list on, on a hot burner because right. they're they're waiting.
0: And no one likes feeling that way. That no, they. So we do it right. to
1: make your life easier. We make a phone call. Hey, Lindsay, how's your search going? I know it's brutal out there. Yeah, it's really tough. I completely understand that. But, you know, w- we we take notes. So on the phone with a the client, and they're like, oh, I'm headed to my son's baseball game. Next week, follow up. How was your son's baseball game? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, you remembered, right? Don't you love when your boyfriend remembers things you tell him? Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, he cares. Mm -hmm. So we do that for clients. We've always done that. But we do it right now, especially because there's so much information out there. Like I said, that is not good. There's people just hunting for deals. We want our clients to feel comfortable with us and know that we're invested in them. So we like our real estate partners to do the same thing. But if they don't have that bandwidth, we do it for them. Okay. Yeah.
0: Last thing I want to end on is a high note. Yeah, tell me. So we obviously know that things are a little bit unpredictable right now in the real estate market. Yeah. If you hear someone constantly saying, yeah, it's awesome time to buy, maybe just check check them a little bit. But for us, right, like at least communicating that there is some unknown, there's some things that we can't necessarily predict like we used to be able to Mm -hmm. with our charts and graphs. Um, But at the end of the day, if you do want to buy, there is, a positive aspect of that, that I've seen over the last month, couple of months, and that is less competition. And I would love to get your take on this, but when there was offers being written on a house two, three offers, we're seeing a little bit less of that Mm -hmm. so that things can get accepted. Yes. They're sitting on the market a little bit longer. Don't have like the best houses on the market right now, but when they do come up, um, I actually am seeing a little bit less competition.
1: Depending on the area. Oh, absolutely. But there is What's less Tampa like? It depends on the neighborhood, right? So there was one where a partner might ask me, hey, do you want to do this open house with me? I was like, I've not done that in years, but absolutely, let's do it. She called me up. She's like, hey, we got a couple offers. One of them is 80000 over. I was like, what? But it was the neighborhood, and there's mm. not many homes like that, and it was upgraded. So yes, there's less competition. There's still diamonds out there. There are, and, and they go very, very fast, which is... Indicative of a, a strong market still, mm-hmm. um, but there is less competition. There's more opportunities, so you can't have your cake and eat it too. Right, right. So just to recap, in 2021, there would be lines of people at an open house—40 people outside—and agents are taking offers at the open house. So back then, rates were low, but I, I remember clients crying on the phone. I've written 40 offers. I'm losing my mind. So that was done, low Mm -hmm. rates, now it's higher rates, and your offer is more than likely going to get accepted, and you might be able to get seller concessions to help you with your closing costs. I kind of like this better, because you marry the house, you date the rate. There's going to be a time when you can get that rate decreased, and you're in the house you want at a better value.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the benefit too. Whereas you're renting, it's most likely just going to keep going up. Keep
1: increasing. Yeah, of and course. And with the
0: new laws too, you as renters don't have to be made aware of an increase within a certain amount of time I anymore. i are aware of that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So it used to be, I think like 30 or 60 days. Now, now landlords. It's going
1: up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wild and there's times. there's no threshold.
0: I know wild. So why not put that money into a house? Yeah. Landlocked. And we'll connect you with Josh too.
1: There we go. It's, it's a, no bad, win <laughs> win for everybody. it's a bad time in this market right now, but it's a good time. And I'll just recap that again. Depend, And I told clients, I don't think you should do that. Mm-hmm. I got a client call me today. Hey, I've got a 5% rate. I want to refinance. Don't do that. That doesn't make sense. So I don't tell everybody, yes, it's a good time for you. Yeah. You know, I like. It really depends on the situation. It depends in the neighborhood. on the situation. Absolutely. I want to buy an investment property. Great. Well, what are, what are, the, what's the rent? Well, it's going to be this. I'm like, well, that barely breaks even. hmm So yes, we don't sugarcoat it. It is a good time for the right person. And that is something we help you discover if it's that good time for you. Right. Yep. Mm. Easy.
0: Josh, it's (laughs) always lovely talking to you. Likewise. Again, thank you so much for what you did on the last couple of deals because man, you really saved my ass. (laughs) And I appreciate it. He's always on the same page with us too. So even though he has... A little bit more information, right? Than real estate agent does. He's gonna always communicate with you, and it was absolutely incredible my what you did for that. my clients, what you did for me. Um, and yeah, we're gonna have you on again. We're gonna go down another rabbit it. hole. But love it. Um, is there any way they can contact you? Let them know.
1: Yeah, An email, um, phone number. We'll do this. <laughs> give them your digits. My digits. <laughs> so I'll give everybody my personal number, um, and that funnels through to my office, and that is eight one three two, three, zero, five, nine, eight, two. So please, even if it's what you think may be a dumb question, I promise you it's not reach out and, uh, let's see what we can do to help you in this time.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Thank you.
1: Thank you for having me. There we go. First one in the books.
0: Oh, my butt just stuck to the chair. (laughs)